Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be The Return of the King. and welcome back to the screening. Of course, you're humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs. Joining me today, my very good friend, um, some might say the king himself, Mr. Isaiah Redsky. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say if I'm the, the king or anything, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, well, we'll everybody knows... Friend. We'll go with that. We are good friends. I mean, well, you're not the king yet. I'm sorry, I kind of spoiled it because, <laughs> you know, you're, you've been displaced. Your country has fallen to disarray. The line maybe is... Has been maybe has seemed like it's been gone. Yeah, that's that's what Aragorn happened, and then happened to Aragorn, and then you're going to come back one day and defeat the bad guy and yeah, and become the king again and marry um, a lady who gave up immortality to be with you, which is pretty awesome. So that honestly, I don't know. Uh huh. I will say when Tolkien does it, it just seems kind of sweet because if you read about his relationship with his wife and that kind of stuff, it seems really sweet. And then Peter Jackson does it, it's just like, oh, that's kind of weird. And all the stuff with Arwen, both in this movie and The Two Towers, are honestly the worst uh, stuff in, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, hello, welcome to the screening. And today, Tanner couldn't be with us because, well, the darn feller hasn't seen the movies yet. And he's yeah. like, what are you recording? I'm like, well, Return of the King. He's like, crap, I haven't seen Two Towers or Return of the King. And so here we are, because it's often impossible for someone to watch upwards of six hours of a movie in a week. So no, it's me and Isaiah no, today. I wouldn't say that, no. <laughs> Some of my family Isaiah. watches all three Lord of the Rings movies extended edition every New Year's. I mean, but that's like a fun thing to day. do. That's a fun thing to do. By the way, hey, listen up. If you guys get us to like $100,000 on Patreon... We will all what? live stream. No, no. We will all live stream all of us watching the Return of the King extend. No, the Lord of the Rings extended well, editions in one day. Hold up. It'll let's just talk awesome. about that number you just said. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little less yeah. than that. But yeah. <laughs> it would be fun though. It would be fun. Just on a New Year's or whatever, just watch all three Lord of the Rings extended editions ex- on one day. It'd be awesome. That is. How long is that? That's that's twelve over twelve hours. hours. No joke. Over twelve yeah. hours. Yeah. Man, hey, that's why I ask you a lot of money. For three movies. For three movies, yeah. We would be so delirious. Oh, man, that'd be so fun, though. Uh-huh. I don't know if I yeah. could actually do it if I didn't have, like, some motivating reason. Because, honestly, it takes all that I have to sit through these extended editions with my cousin. Uh, oh, by the way, Hayden, me and Hayden, um, Hayden was supposed to be on this, but like I said, it kind of happened really fast. We didn't get a chance to finish it. We're about an hour and a half the way through, which... Should be like almost done for a normal movie, but it's not. So me and Hayden will do a bonus episode when we finish the movie together. Um, the extended were edition would be really fun. Oh, extended? Yeah, no, you're. Yeah, we're watching even, extended. Like you're a third of the way. Yeah, yeah, not, we're not very close. Like no. Frodo hasn't no. sent Sam away yet. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, like we we watched the two towers. We were just like sitting in a bed for like three hours straight, and it was just going on and on. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a, it's long. Yeah, it's long. Anyway, real fast before we get started, I think Isaiah has something that uh he wants to say. Yes. Real fast. Uh, so if y'all listened to the last episode that we had for the screening, uh, the father of the bride. Sorry about this. Didn't mean to mislead y'all, but I haven't actually seen the movie. I didn't say it in the podcast. Don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. Uh, I did watch multiple recaps on it and read multiple recaps and all this stuff about it. I just never had a time to watch the movie because I forgot all about it. So sorry again for misleading everyone. Yeah. There you go. Sorry about that, guys. One up again. Um. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and get your baggage on Lord of the Rings because we've been doing them without you guys. So what's your baggage on? Or the mm-hmm. movies because we've done Lord of the Rings, but the movies. Your baggage yeah, so and uh, the books. Yeah, we already did that. Yeah. Um, and your thoughts on the first two, maybe. Broadly. Uh, well, I guess I'll get my baggage on just Lord of the Rings in general because it's the same books and movies. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So I heard about the movies when I was younger, and I was like, "Yo, that sounds cool, Mom, Dad, can I watch it?" They're like, "Not until you read it." So you know, I had to read the books. It took me like a year to read the books because I kept like stopping and getting bored and going to a different book. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not kidding. Like I think it took I, like three months to me, finish it one book. Yeah, yeah. It, I recall because I'd read like five chapters of Fellowship of the Ring and then go to a different book, and then come back and read some more, and then go to another book and yeah. But after I read yeah. the books, I finally got to watch the movies. Um, yeah. So I watched all three movies in like the span of like. Well, actually, I watched all three Hobbit movies first, and then all three of the other ones, all extended edition, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is an extended for it, I don't know if they have extended for they the do. first Hobbit. For the Hobbit. They do. Oh, okay, yeah. I saw oh, for the first one. There. Okay. For the first two, I don't think they do. I know the third one they do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, whatever. I watch extended move extended edition for all the movies that have extended edition. Let's go with that. Um, I think all of them, but yeah. Uh, I thought they were good movies. I liked the Lord of the Rings, the especially in this final one, the Return of the King, that final battle at the Minas Tirith. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, battle of Pelinor, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, I guess is what it's called. Battle yeah. tra- whenever the orcs are trying to take Minas Tirith. I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I thought it was a good movie. I like the whole series in general. I like, in my opinion, I like the movies a bit better than the books. Not because the books are bad. More like I just got so bored reading them. That yeah. I, it was hard to stay focused or keep my attention and keep me in. wonder, you liked them a lot better probably the second time you read them, right? I did like them better the second time I read them, yes. I still like the movies because it keeps you entertained more and it's not like a way too much amount of detail that's not needed. The question is, is The Hobbit better than the movies? In my opinion, obviously, yes. I would say, say, yeah, The Hobbit is better than the movies because the movies get so much more wrong. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yes, unnecessary. I don't, I'm not well, necessarily objecting to the addition of stuff. It's one of like, I mean, it's there's bad. no orcs. Yeah, it's true. In, in the book whatsoever, and in the movies there are. The Lord of the Rings movies, though, stick much better to the actual book. They do. Than they do. Not, they're still not perfect, but they're much right. closer to it. Um, See, so yeah, I like them. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I would say my favorite movie, though, would be the second one with the Battle of Helm's Deep. The yep. Two Towers movie. Yep. It's epic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, the, about the Hobbit movies. We did talk about them. Um, and I was wondering if you said you said you watched the Hobbit movies first, and obviously if you watch the Hobbit movies, they're not necessarily an adaptation of the book, as they are a prequel to the Lord of the Rings movies. And 
I'm wondering, do you think that it's you should watch the movies for Lord of the Rings first and then watch the Hobbit movies, or the other way around? Because obviously the Hobbit comes first in chronological terms. But I mean, I would say Hobbit first. I would also say read the books first, even though I didn't really like the books as much. It's better to mm-hmm. read the book first and watch the movie because you know what's yeah. happening, the characters and all that. Yeah. Um, but true. if you're just doing movies, even for books, I would go Hobbit first because it's before Lord of the yeah. Rings takes place, and it it tells you how like Bilbo got the ring, who Bilbo even is, uh, and some other stuff that you might need to know. You don't yeah. need to read it, but it it helps out with knowing what's happening or what happened before. Yeah, for sure. I will say the thing that bothers me the most about the Lord of the Rings movies is that when people say they like Tolkien, they like Lord of the Rings. They mean the movies and not the books. And I don't know, just it's a pet peeve of mine that drives me insane. But that's neither here nor there. But what is here, here and there is Return of the King, which is what we're talking about. So, Isaiah, mm-hmm. um, you said Return of the King is your, probably your second favorite movie. Um, yeah, it's very close to the two yeah. towers. Though. Those two are, like, tied almost. For sure. For sure. I guess you want to give us more specific thoughts on The Return uh, of the King. Well, I mean... I thought the movie itself was good. I thought it was good. Like, uh, I don't know how. I kind of liked it how every once in a while, like, it would get to it would do quite a little bit with, like, Aragorn or Gandalf yeah. and all that. And then when it's about to be, like, some big major events about to happen with them, it cuts to Frodo and Sam and tells yeah. you more about them. And it just kept cutting back and forth. But for me, it felt like it was like it was smooth. It wasn't choppy or anything like that. Yeah. At least in my I opinion. Agree. Yeah, oh. I think me and me and my cousin talked extensively about this and the two towers. How the Lord of the Rings, because of the way that it's broken up, is notoriously difficult to adapt because of the way that it's structured and that you have ten chapters with these people to half the book and then you have ten chapters with Frodo and Sam. Mm-hmm. And so it does a fine job of splitting between the two and we talked a lot about it last episode in the two towers, but I disagree with some of the choices they made concerning Frodo and Sam's storyline, like moving Shelob to Return of the King, which, by yeah, the way, uh, an hour and a half in, still has not happened in Return of the King, um, the extended yep. edition. So I understand why they did it, and we can talk about it a little bit later when we get to it. But the fact is that they needed to have Helm's Deep be the climax, and so a bunch of stuff that was into Towers got pushed over because mm-hmm. otherwise the story just wouldn't work. So other than that, and the fact that I think the Hobbit storyline in the Two Towers isn't as exciting slash entertaining um, as it is in the books, I think that he does a really good job in cutting back and forth with a material that doesn't do it at all. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you can go. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You're, you're continuing with your thoughts. I had something to say about your thoughts, but you were continuing. So, go ahead. Okay. Um... I'm trying to remember where I was, what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to bring up the point that you said about Shelob. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like, isn't it like kind of like two-thirds of the way through Two Towers? Something like that supposed to be in the book? Like, that's where um, it is No, Shelob. So, Shelob is like the last thing that happens. Oh. Right? Because then. it's Frodo oh. and Sam fight Shelob. Sam thinks Frodo is dead, picks up the ring. And then re- he oh, realizes then Frodo is alive, yeah, and then it ends, which is honestly yeah. one of the best cliffhangers in literature. That in my is opinion. true, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's true. I do kind of disagree with how they did that with Shelob and having it so late into the movie. Even 
in normal like non-extended edition is still like an hour something into the movie yeah it's still ways uh, but yeah besides that i thought the movie was good and like i said earlier it stuck to the actual st- mostly to the actual storyline of what happened besides the part again with shelob um mm-hmm. and then one thing i didn't really understand or not understand but like was just kind of questioning is like frodo and sam these guys mm-hmm. get into Mordor. They pass right. Shelob. They're on one side of Mordor. Mount Doom is like really far into Mordor. And they make it there in half a day. Yeah. Like I know. not even. It's, there's a battle going on and they make it there before the battle ends. Right. And climb a volcano like halfway up one. Right. Like what? Yeah. I mean, that the was King, one thing I didn't understand. But. You feel it in the book. Like it, it keeps, it, it drags on. You know, they're in Mordor yeah. for a while. But for sure. They're in Mordor for like yeah. a day. Yeah. And I mean that's probably due to pushing Shelob's so well, far into yeah Return of the King. Um, yeah. Another thing I I thought they did good with the movie is just showing like all the pain and stuff that Frodo's going through with the ring and how it's such a burden to him. Yeah. And all that. Um, I thought they did good at least with it. I won't say it was perfect, but I thought it was good. Um, in showing yeah. that. I'd say Obviously, it's, the book it's... is better in showing it, but right. Well, it's something me and my cousin have been talking about as well is how literal Peter Jackson can be. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Like how mm-hmm. literal he is with um, A, the Balrog, um, with how it, it, well, everything in Tolkien from the Nazgul to the Balrog to Sauron himself to even the ring is much more ambiguous. Like, you know, the Balrog is, it's described as like this just shadow, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, with wings of fire. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have wings. I'm not that kind of person, people. But it, it it's this it's just this demon that has no form, essentially, almost. And so, obviously, for a movie, you kind of have to have it physical so Gandalf can fight him, I guess. And then for the Nazgul, they're they're like demon wraiths, and then in the movies, they're just black riders, essentially, like they are. Um, essentially, yeah, yeah. And well, then like Sauron, if you stab them, and your hand gets like. The- burnt or destroyed or whatever that happened right. to pippin or mary i can't remember which one yeah exactly and then in in the movies Sauron's the giant flaming eye he's not a giant flaming eye in the books no like you know it, yeah it's very literal um but sometimes it has to happen like that so the ring mm-hmm. in the books has a corrupting power but it's like more ambiguous but for the movies yeah it's fine i'm not sure if i would as direct if i was directing this um, I would go as over the top. I mean, obviously, like the number one criticism of Peter Jackson is that he goes over the top too much. That's true. But yeah. especially with the ring and Frodo and the creepiness, not sure I would have had it as high. But yeah, it's a fair description, I would say, of um, what D- Tolkien described Frodo going to. And that leads into kind of what I thought. So here's the deal. I am a big book is better than the movie guy. And it is not that big of a book is better than movie guy, but that's okay. I am for m- almost all you are for most except things. this because it's just it was so slow. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. It's a lot, and I but I'm like yeah on every single issue pretty much, besides maybe some must maybe some exceptions. The thing is, the thing is, for whatever reason, I have been determined to dislike these movies. I'm like man, the movies are universally loved and the books are not this unacceptable um you know and, and all this kind of stuff so and people that i that i like who like the books or like hate the movies so it seems kind of cool to hate the movies for whatever reason this time around watching the movies and even last time when i was watching them or reread the books for the book for booking it 
something is painfully obvious, and that's that no matter what people say, something was right in these movies. Peter Jackson <clears throat> got something right. Shocking. I know. Whoa. Shocking. Like the most universally beloved movies of all time. Yes. Something was right. And obviously, there are massive flaws, and we'll talk about some of them later. But at the end of the day, like they capture uh, at least very little. They capture at least a very, very little amount of what Tolkien created. They got the feeling of what Tolkien was like in the Lord of the Rings. The Shire, I could just live there all day. Um, or I mean, just live there forever because in the movies, because it's exactly what I think Tolkien described, and it's the exact feeling that I got when I read. The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, and most of the stuff is the same feeling as well. The music brings back the same feelings that you get. The ending of this movie, when Frodo goes, um, brings back the same memories. Gandalf is the same. Moria is, you know, all these things. It, at the very least, it captures some of the feeling that Tolkien got in Lord of the Rings. And so, no matter what criticisms you can make, something is uh, just undeniably right, as much as I don't want to admit it. Um, he got something right. So that's kind of my thought on this movie because last time I watched it, and again, I'm in the process of rewatching it right now, but the last time I watched it, um, yeah, for whatever reason, the ending just, it got me, you know, it got me. So mm-hmm. I think all three of these movies have excellent endings. Yeah. So, for sure. Well, um, we're about halfway through. Let's talk about the movie specifically. So we open with, oh, that's right, the flashback. We have Andy Serkis as Schmeagol. And mm-hmm. someone else's Deagle, and they're doing the flashback. What do you think about the flashback? Do you like how all the movies open with flashbacks? How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I thought this one was good because uh, it showed how Gollum became Gollum, like how he became uh-huh. what he is and what he was and all that, uh, and how he found the ring. So I thought it was good, and then, like, just how it showed how he was already evil and is still evil and corrupt. And yeah. Just wants well, the ring. Not the ring, oh, yeah. yeah. The ring yeah, yeah. For so, sure. Yeah, I thought it was I good. Mean, it's very weird, honestly, though. It, it is. If you rewatch weird. it, um, like these what do you mean if I rewatch just... it, I just watched it last night. Oh, my bad. You're right. I was talking. <laughs> maybe I was talking to the listener. I don't know who I was talking to. If if one one rewatches that, it's it's very weird it is because weird. you have yeah. Andy Circus, you know, method acting or whatever he's doing. And then you follow his transformation into Gollum as he eats fish, which is not pleasant to watch. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's 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 just a very weird. And any time that Peter Jackson could go weird or over the top, he kind of does. <laughs> so it's a very very key example of that. Um, yeah. But as far as it goes, I mean, I'm not sure how much it does for the story because we already kind of know this, and I'm not sure. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily give you more any more sympathy for Gollum, really, does it? No, no, yeah, no, it definitely doesn't. So I'm not sure, and I mean Gollum is obviously by one of the key parts of Lord of the Rings in terms of your sympathy for him from the beginning of Fellowship. You know, the, it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand to the very end, to where he saves the world uh, unintentionally well, by biting off Frodo's finger. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, you got to add that qualification there. Yes. So I'm not sure I would have made that choice by directing Return of the King, but you need some kind of opener, I guess, and uh, this was that. So yeah. Yep. Um. Oh, I guess before we get more more specific, does the length bother you? Like, is it a hindrance at all to you? Um, the length of the movie, yeah, it is kind of long. I feel like they could have. Yeah, I know that P- 
Peter Jackson, I think that's the director. Yeah. Um, wanted to like make it where it's one movie per per book. You know? Yeah. Like actual book that you read, but I feel like uh-huh. he could have instead done six normal sized movies. Because each actual <laughs> physical, yeah. no, 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 each actual physical book is split up into two Correct. parts or two yes. books. Technically, there are six books of Lord of the Rings that are put into three physical books. It's true. So if he would have done a two-hour thing for each of those, he wouldn't have had the need to make an extended edition one that's extra. That's an extra hour and two hours mm-hmm. for each, and boom, six movies that still tell the same story, but they're not crazy long. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think that, but I wouldn't say movies. Of course I'm right. uh, I would I'm say miniseries. Like, I don't know. Okay. Maybe more. Well, I mean, you could okay, even see if this each extended edition is four hours, and a normal movie is about two hours, something. Correct. You could do two hour movies. True. You can also, I don't know. Like, Lord of the Rings is so hard to adapt that, I mean, you may it, need yeah. a TV series, which, I mean, Honestly, that's the modern age we live in. Is why would something be adapted into a movie when you can make a TV series? So that is fair. Yeah, yeah. you could also imagine the twelve um, episode episode series on this. So yeah. yeah, I think I'm I I if if Lord of the Rings gets remade again, which thanks to Peter Jackson, likely won't happen on a grand scale. Um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I think I wish we could get more adaptations of Tolkien, but. Um, if it happens again, it'll be a TV series. So that's what I think. Probably. Yep. And we're just gonna smooth over. It. We're not gonna talk about Rings of Power today. So yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So. Yep. True. I've just heard well, that they were not like how Tolkien would have done it or anything like that. Well, you know what? I said you should listen to what me and Tanner have to say about it. If oh, you don't okay. care about spoilers, well, but I don't. Okay. Well. Because I'm not yeah. watching it. So. Yeah, actually, me and Tanner, at some point, sometime. We'll do a finale recap, and we'll address many criticisms that people make, and determine whether or not they're valid. In our opinions, obviously, so yeah, it'll be fun. You guys should listen to our Rings of Power episodes behind the paywall at Booking It. Um, we may release our Rings of Power episode on this side of the paywall, the free side. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, then we have. Or you could just go donate and go. Or you could just yeah, exactly. It takes ten dollars a month over at Booking It, and you get access to like twenty bonus episodes that we've done over there. So yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Because that's the better option. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to Return of the King. We were talking about today. We have Gandalf, or actually, no, first, Mary, no, Pippin. Pippin, yes, looks into the Palantir, and then Gandalf does some, you know, disciplinary action and takes him to Minas Tirith. So, yes. yeah. I like this part of the movie, honestly. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, and number one, is not, it's very accurate to the book. Number two... Yes. It does some things which I really like about Gandalf. And obviously Gandalf is excellent in the movies because obviously Dean McKellen. But the thing that I love about Gandalf is the fact that he is very, very, very um, really willing to be strict, I guess, when it comes down to it. Um, disciplinary, I guess. That's my one of the biggest criticisms of Dumbledore. And that's why I think Gandalf is better because he's a better father figure. And so when Pippin does something stupid, he'll say full of a took. And then, yeah. you know, it discipline him or whatever. So he's a great father figure, and that's executed very well here, and the tone and things like that. So that's what I like about mm-hmm. that scene specifically. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Yeah. Then we go to Minas Tirith, and yeah, man, the visual yeah. shots from from far away still hold up. 
You know, I heard somebody made a like two scale replica of that in Minecraft. No way. Two scale. Like, because uh, uh, Minecraft two one block is apparently about like one, one meter. meter, so they yeah. figured out how how big everything is and made it. Oh man, man! Oh, man. <laughs> I have massive respect for people who can do that. Honestly, <laughs> I could never do that because I'm not. A That's always builder. been my favorite patience, place in all the but... Lord of the Rings. Thing. Yeah. For some reason, I mean, it's like what seven wall cities basically inside of each yeah, other. Yeah, it's 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 a cool design. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, even some of the stuff in Rings of Power, which is, I mean, obviously they spend a lot of money. It's very pretty. Uh, it some this Minas Tirith is up there with the the wide shots from that show as well. So it's beautiful. Um, and we get a bunch of cool stuff with Denethor. And I, I mentioned this in our uh, Return of the King episode uh, on Booking It, but I really love the character Denethor. I think that he's very well done in movies as well. That this idea of this guy who was who had once hope has now lost it, who has once strong against the darkness has become tempted by it by looking into a That's palantir. A ambassador dude or whatever his name was, right? Um, or whatever his title was. The steward. Steward, yeah, it's the name. The guy yes. who tried to kill his own son. Basically. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And by the way, I don't like that scene though, where he like gets lit on fire and then he like runs off the cliff, right? I thought that was hilarious. Exactly. That's why it shouldn't. It shouldn't be hilarious. That's why I don't like it. It should not be hilarious. This guy was once brave and valiant and strong and awesome, and now you should have, feel this like it. Okay. For people like, who the... haven't seen this, basically what happens is. His son gets shot by a couple arrows because he forces his son to go charge an army that outnumbered them like. Awesome 20, scene, 30 honestly. to 1. Yeah, yeah, no, that scene was amazing. But, like, they were completely outnumbered. Somehow, Horse drags the, his son back to him, yes. who has an arrow in him, and he thinks he's dead, but he's actually just knocked out. Right. So he thinks he's dead, loses all hope, goes crazy, tries to burn himself and his son alive. He thought his son yes. was dead, so he's trying to burn himself alive so that his line could be over and he can be put out of his misery or whatever the heck. I don't know. Yeah, he's going then, crazy at this point. Yeah, but then the moment that he was about to start the fire, Gandalf barges in, you know, like stops him, takes, I forgot the son's name, is it? Faramir. Faramir, Faramir, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, takes Faramir out of the flames, or Pippin does, or Mary, I don't know, one of the two. I always yeah. get them confused. Takes Pippin, him out of the flames, yeah. and then the dad, ambassador dude, or whatever his name was again. Steward. Steward, yeah, that's the name. Steward. <laughs> Sees that his son's alive, freaks out, his body's still on fire, you know, instead of running to, like, go put himself out, jump in some water, whatever, you know, he just runs off a cliff. Yeah. Like, what? The giant, like, if you've seen Minas Tirith, it's that giant, you know, I mean, people have seen this, but it's the giant, like, jut- cliff thing that juts out of the city, he, like, falls so off that. so funny. When I first and saw that, I died It's not supposed laughing. to be funny. It's not supposed to be, at least, well, it, it, it is. It, it is funny, and it shouldn't be. And if you, if you look back to Two Towers, that scene with Theoden... And his son dying, like it should have felt like that, uh, but it didn't. So, yeah, I didn't like that scene a lot. But Denethor is cool. And there's this, okay, so in Gondor is really awesome. I love um, one of the things I love about Two Towers as well is um, Rohan and just the sense of history that just the set design and the cinematography give, um, mm-hmm. and just stuff like that without exposition or anything like that. You don't need the Lord of the Rings appendices to feel the weight of the world and history. And Gondor has that as well, and then the Hall of the Throne and stuff like that, and the White Tower. Like, there's just so much stuff in there that exudes. There has been a, a long, 
long history in this place. And but my favorite thing, and it's it's honestly almost made me laugh. So um, you see Gandalf and Pippin approach, and Denethor sitting on like the throne, right? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we cut to a wide shot, and Denethor is just sitting on a throne at the base of another throne that's like way above him. And I just mm-hmm. find it hilarious that this guy is ruling from this throne while there's this giant. And it makes sense, I guess, but I don't know. It's funny. And well, yeah, because it like says it. that he's the ambassador of that. The of steward. The Why do you keep saying or ambassador? Steward. I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I, I just get it. Do. I get it. The steward of Minas Tirith while like, holding the throne and until the heir of, what's his right. name? Until Aragorn, basically. Aragorn comes. Yeah, the heir of yeah. Numenor, basically. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As we get that stuff, that's good. Then we cut to Frodo and Sam and Gollum, and he's doing some stuff. And I think a lot of stuff happens, or not a lot, but stuff happens, and then we get to Shelob. So, Shelob. Um, spider. Shelob, yeah, big spider. Spawn of Angoliant. And we talked about this in our two tower episode. Over on Booking It, I really love Shelob. My favorite part of the Weathering series is Frodo and Sam and Shelob. And I got, I mean, I've always just been a little let down by. Um, by it here and maybe it's just i've always read that scene at night and it's just too well lit for me or i don't know what it is or maybe it's just the giant spider even though it's practical doesn't hold up as well but uh i've just never liked that scene never mind the fact that it's um set where it shouldn't be necessarily um oh and one other thing like sam okay frodo would never send sam to sam away sam would never leave frodo and it just yeah, and so it shouldn't have happened that way, because mm-hmm. like Sam okay, in the books, Sam has one characteristic. And that's obviously a flaw of Lord of the Rings. That one characteristic is loyalty, and you love Sam for it. He's the hero of that book, and he would never leave Frodo. Like if you would ask the person who only read the books, "Hey, would would Sam ever leave Frodo for any reason?" That person would never say yes, and so to imply here that he would have completely ruins who Sam is and ruins his hero characteristics. So I hate the fact that um, Frodo sends him away and he he goes away, actually. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's my opinion, but it's the right opinion. (laughs) What do you you think about uh, Shelob and uh, Good Old Return of the King? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I said before, it shouldn't be in Return of the King, or if it's in Return of the King, it should have been near the beginning, not halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I don't really have anything else that much to add besides what you already said. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like I said, I just, uh, part of the, the part of the stuff is Sam being a hero. Uh, part of the appeal in the book is Sam being the hero and then the dramatic turn of events and then the cliffhanger, right? Um, yeah. And this movie, it, it just kind of loses that, I guess, because, because it's not a cliffhanger, I guess. But mm-hmm. other than that, I guess it's fine. It's fine. And then during this, we have... Oh, I didn't talk about this. I'm going to talk about this earlier. Saruman uh, doesn't die in the theatrical, but does in the extended, which is weird. That's what I was about to say, yeah, because I remember in the extended, or I remember seeing it, because this is my first time yesterday was me watching it non-extended. And I was waiting for, like, when does he die? Like, when's he going to fall off his tower and die? Right. But it never happens. Yes. Yeah. And then we get, well, and actually during that scene, I don't think it made it into the theatrical either, but um, um, Mary and Pippin are, like, getting high on some Shire weed as well, which is a funny scene from the books. 
So that happens. It, that, that's at the very, very beginning. It, yes, uh, exactly. They're sitting on a tower. Or not yeah, a tower. So, so, it, so they, it does make it into theatrical. Okay. Yes, yeah. They're just chilling okay. on the wall. Yep. And then they see Gandalf and those and start freaking out and talking about salted pork or something. Yes, salted pork. Exactly. And Gimli's like, uh, where, where is the salted pork? Yeah. 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 But actually, in the, in the extended, which I, this is, I've seen the scene, you, you remember what happens, right? So Wormtongue basically stabs Saruman. Legolas shoots Wormtongue, and then Saruman impales himself after falling several hundred yes, feet. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that's like... That's but instead of the theatrical, cool. Gandalf just tells Treebeard to lock down the tower and not let him come out. Yeah, and that's all we get, all we hear of it. Yeah. So um, I do like his demise in um, the Return of the King book, but I understand why we couldn't have Scouring the Shire, and we'll get to that when we get to it. Okay, Pelennor Fields, epic battle. Uh, the battle, battle. Tend to all battles. Great battle scene. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. There was um, ghosts. I, there was there was orcs. Oh yes, that's there right. We get we get elephants. Aragorn going to. I don't think I have much to say about that, but they go get the ghosts. Yeah, and it's epic. We have the you know classic fantasy. Oh no, they're not gonna win. Oh no, they are gonna win. Yay! Yeah, basically. Um, but, so I guess we can talk about there were giant uh, elephant things. Oh, they were giant elephants. That's right. It bothers me though that Eowyn, Eowyn is able to like take down one single handedly with a sword. Oh yeah, I know. It's like there are so many spears and stuff into the legs, and she just like slices it with a sword yeah. that looks puny compared to his and, leg, and it just falls and, over. Listen, like, and she, like I don't want to say this, but she is like a woman, you know, and yeah, just like a soldier wouldn't be able to do that. No, there any, were scenes of soldiers so, trying to do that, and it didn't right, work. So it doesn't make sense. So sorry, but well, then she could kill yeah. the uh, that that the witch, the witch king, king, dude. Yeah, it's it's weird that that's actually in Lord of the Rings because it seems like something that Peter Jackson would do because it's so lame, but it does happen. I honestly like most of Aowen's stuff in the books. I don't like that. The I am no man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just it's really cheesy, and I roll my eyes I every agree. time I hear someone say that. Um. But Eowyn kills the Witch King, and the Witch King dies. So, well, yep. not just dies; he like shrivels up and disappears. That's right. Basically, he doesn't die; he is vanquished. He's banished. I mean, technically, to... isn't he already dead? It's true. He is. He is a part of the unseen world. So, I don't know if she's like. I don't know what the rules are. So Tolkien, yeah, the seen world, the unseen world. The wraiths are part in the seen world, and mostly in the unseen world. So. I don't know if she, like, totally banished them from the seen world or, like, they're dead from the unseen world as well. Yeah, I don't know. So, either way, he's gone permanently. It's like something President Business would say. She made things the way they were supposed to be permanently. Permanently. Um, And then after that, we have Sam being a hero. I like this scene in the book and movie as well. He yep. charges and single-handedly takes out a watchtower, gets Frodo. Oh, totally single-handedly, yeah. yeah More like the watchtower kills themselves. Every orc somehow dies except four within the That's span right. of like two minutes. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. All yeah, the orcs all of a sudden just start fighting. Back on the menu. Yeah, basically, Sam's right by the gate. He hears fighting in there. You see that all the orcs are, like, Right before they see scene where all the orcs start fighting each other because one dude start try to stab another one and then everyone starts fighting. 
Right. And he walks in there. He hears them fighting. Like 30 seconds later, he walks in there. Everyone's dead. Like every yes. single orc. And I mean like 200. Except four yes. of them. Like what? He got lucky, man. He's, I mean, yeah. Yes. It happens. Um, and then the way they get, they go and they carry the ring. And then we flash back to, or cut back to the men. And uh, they're going to go distract Sauron at the gate. So that Frodo yep. and Sam, and I mean, to, there it are worked. those people out there that worked who would say um, that, well, it's dumb to have a scenario in which literally it seems like all is going to be lost, and moments before all is lost, guess what? They destroy the ring. And to those people, I, feel like that's like I every say, movie. shut up. Exactly. <laughs> because, yeah, it's every movie, it works. It tugs on your heartstrings. It tugs on ye old heartstrings. And, uh, yeah, it's just good. So, I mean, obviously, if this happened every movie, I'd be tired of it. And there's a reason why Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. But, in this case, it works. Oh, anything you want to say about Aragorn's speech? It's, like, the most memed speech of all time. It's been inspirational speech. Today is not this day, or today is not that day. Uh, you know, good speech. speech rallied up the troops, it, and then they they it, fought. Is it a good speech, though? Is it? I mean, I thought it was inspirational. Yeah, it's inspirational, I guess. I mean, as like, as far as fantasy inspirational speeches go, it's it's fine. It's definitely ten times better than anything in Rings of Power, because for whatever reason, they're bad in Rings of Power. But it's fine. Um, and But I, I think that it, it they, they should have known that it was going to be memed, because... It's it's very memeable, you know. Yeah, I I today one day I will do this, but today is not that day. So I don't know. Yeah, there's an argument to be made that it's not, but whatever. Okay, then we get um, Frodo and Sam throw the ring in. Gollum bites the finger off. Oh my gosh! Yay! The world is saved. Yeah. I don't have really anything to say about that. I'm pretty sure we said all all we need to say on booking it because it's basically the same moment. I don't have anything to add yeah. about the movie. But one thing I do want to ask, after this, we have we start the sequence of the twenty endings. What do you think is the best ending for Return of the King? Which one would you have been happy? Is it the actual ending? I don't know. Okay, let's say this. If you didn't have the actual ending, which actual which fake ending would you want as the actual ending? Wait, what? So, like, you know, ASTs are like five endings, right? They're like five fade to blacks, and it keeps going. Oh. If we didn't have the real ending, which one would you rather keep? Probably just like... Hmm. So the options are a fade yeah. to black when Frodo and Sam are on the volcano and it's erupting. And it's over, we have, like, we're done. Yes, correct. Then you have, I honestly don't mind. I think that's actually a pretty good ending. Which I, it say. struck me last time I watched. Um, then we have the weird ending where everybody's in white and they're jumping up and down, which I have never liked and would hate. Yeah, as then we have, they go back to the Shire and it's over. No, then we have, no, then we have, you bow to no man. Huh? Remember oh. where Aragorn is crowned and it says you bow to no man? Then yeah. That's an ending. And then going that's to what, the Shire. Then Shire, yes. And then the real ending. Yes, exactly. Honestly, so like I think I would have preferred the first one where they're just on the rock and it's like, we're done, we finished. Yes. I honestly really like that ending a lot. 
I'm not a huge fan. I know everybody likes the You Better No Man speech. I'm not a huge fan of that scene. It's fine, but yeah, I think ending on it would have it's really fun because Tolkien has been great dialogue there. I'm glad you're here with me, Sam, here at the end of all things. And yeah, Sam says some cool stuff, so I like that ending a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have the actual ending, though. They go home to the Shire. Frodo can't stay there. He's got to go. And Sam can't go with him. Yep. And then we have Gandalf drop the ultimate Tolkien line. I will not say do not weep, for not all tears are evil. And you cry. Yep. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Totally and cry. And the Rings. So, yeah, like I said, not my favorite movie. But whatever it does, it gets something something right that Tolkien got right. So, yep. Any mm-hmm. final thoughts before we conclude? Nope. All right. There's some donor shout-outs. Isaiah, where would someone go if they wanted a donor shout-out? They go to patreon.com forward slash the screening and donate to any of our tiers that are $5 and up. Nice. Nice. All right. Today, we're shouting out our patrons and Isaiah. When I say the patron, we'll say if they are Frodo or Sam. Essentially, if they carried the burden all the way, or if they carried the person who carried the burden all the way. So, yeah. <laughs> First, Mr. and Mrs. Ryatsky. Uh, Let's go Frodo, I guess. Yeah. Then we have Mike and Sylvia. Uh, Sam, I guess. Yep, only have two yeah. options. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you support us if you can. If not, and if you are supporting us and you haven't left us a review, we'd greatly appreciate a rating and a review of five stars. Um, it would help us out a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have friends who love Lord of the Rings and would love to hear us talk about them, send them this podcast because, hey, we could use some more listeners as well because that's the goal is being funny and entertaining and informative and enlightening for as many people as possible. Because we are greedy, power-hungry fools. No, I'm kidding. Wait, what? That's not what we are. <laughs> we are Denethor. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time with, I think, a bonus episode on Lincoln will be coming out soon, which will be fun because I haven't seen it. Isaiah loves it. Tanner loves it. And I'm excited to watch it. I haven't it. seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? I thought you had seen it. No. Oh, Tanner's the big Okay. Maybe Tanner has enough enthusiasm for the both of you because yeah. he loves it. So we'll be back at some point with that. But until then, because today is not that day, this has been The Screening.